Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm Nara Wang, and joining me is the former USC defensive lineman and 13-year NFL veteran, Frosty Rucker. Frosty, you were there for homecoming. How was it being back at the Coliseum? It was great. I mean, the energy was perfect. It felt like homecoming. They gave us the win we wanted. The coaches brought it. The players brought it. I was there. I was happy. I was ecstatic. You can check out my footage at The Organic Frost. I was just pumped to see all the guys look like they're having fun down there. The energy was there. The stadium was rocking. Felt good. Big win. To me, it was exactly what USC needed. If you're enjoying our show, remember you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And we're available on all of your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and on social media at Believe Podcasts. On Twitter, you can find and follow me at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. And for Frosty, he is at The Organic Frost on both Twitter and Instagram. As mentioned earlier, it was homecoming weekend for USC and the Trojans gave the returning alumni a 41-14 win over the Arizona Wildcats. However, the victory came at a great cost with injuries taking out multiple players on both sides of the ball. Running back Stephen Carr had a hamstring strain, fellow running back Marquis Stepp torn ligament in his ankle and needed surgery for that. On the defensive side, freshman defensive end Drake Jackson with a high ankle sprain. Safety Talanoa Hufanga dislocated his shoulder. And the McLean brothers both got hit with injuries. Defensive end Abdul Malik with a dislocated shoulder and wide receiver Munir tore his ACL. Frosty, have you ever seen a team hit so hard by injuries in just one game? I haven't, but they played hard, you know, and that's part of the game. You're going to get hurt, but it's about your recovery. And if some of those guys can't be out there, it's about the next man up. Next man up definitely applies in this case in the running back position where freshman Keenan Kristen out of San Diego, I've been bringing up his name in various podcasts throughout the season, and he finally got a chance to come in and play after Quincy Jaunty fumbled in his first carry. So Kristen gets the call. And he comes up big, eight carries, 103 yards, and two touchdowns, two big touchdown runs for Keenan Kristen, showing off the speed of the high school California state champ in the 100 and 200 meters. That had to be exciting to see. Yeah, I mean, usually it's just opportunity. You know, those guys get an opportunity, show up, and it was under the bright lights, homecoming, and I'm excited to see him next week. Yeah, with USC down now to basically just Kristen and Jaunty, they had to convert Dominic Davis back to the running back position. Davis, of course, came into USC as a running back, and then he got flipped over to the defensive side of the ball as a corner. 
He's been playing at wide receiver. So now Dominic Davis will be at the running back position to provide depth for SC. But we would expect to see Keenan Kristen get most of the playing time this week with both Carr and Step out. And of course, Vavai Malapai, the starter all season until last week, already out as well with his own knee injury. So a lot of injuries on that side of the ball. But on the other side of the ball, the defense came into the game with a bunch of guys banged up. And we were worried about how they would be able to handle Khalil Tate. And you got to say that the defense did its job. They held Arizona, one of the top offenses in the country, to just 385 yards of total offense. They had three takeaways, two fumble recoveries and an interception and seven big sacks, six of them on Tate. Although Tate helped us out a little bit because as usual, he still hasn't learned apparently that once you get out of the pocket, you can just throw the ball away. He loves to just take sacks for no reason by running out of bounds way behind the line of scrimmage. So he upped us out there, but a good job by the defense and especially by Kanai Mauga filling in for the injured Palaie Naoteote. Mauga comes up big with 13 tackles, two of them for loss, plus a sack, a forced fumble, and the interception. You got to say that defense really held the Arizona offense in check throughout the game and allowed USC to build on its lead despite what you would have to say was a slow start. Even though they did jump out to the lead right away, it wasn't really the offense that did it. It was a couple of turnovers one on special teams and one by the offense of Arizona that led to USC getting short fields and getting the first 10 points of the game in the first quarter. Yeah, it was a butt whooping. Nobody thought it was going to be that drastic of a win, but we'll take it. The coaches, the players, they went out there and they gave us everything they had. Not sure what the game plan was on the defensive side of the ball, but the guys showed up. They kept them under 500 yards, and that was what worried me. I knew if we did that, we'd have a good chance. They kept them under the 500 significantly, and look at the outcome. Yeah, a big outcome for USC to win. Didn't give up any points until the fourth quarter when the game was basically out of reach for Arizona. They even had to turn to their true freshman backup quarterback, Grant Gunnell, and we still took it to him as well. So a really good effort by the defense. And the offense did enough to win. I wouldn't say that they were great, but... They took advantage of what they could do with the Arizona turnovers, and they played solid enough to win with the good defensive effort. But of course, they still had some issues, and I would say the biggest thing would be the 10 penalties for 100 yards collected by USC. Three of those penalties, unsportsmanlike conduct for 15 yards a pop. Malga had one after his interception where he just threw the ball into the air. And then Dominic Davis actually had one. And Keenan Kristen had probably the most bogus one where after his touchdown run and he decides to just go over and high five one of the fans in the end zone stands. I mean, come on. A high five is going to get you an unsportsmanlike conduct. That's just a little bit ridiculous. But again, we've brought this up numerous times and everyone knows Pac-12 referees are going to be Pac-12 referees. And the biggest thing that stood out in terms of what USC could clean up would be penalties. Right. We could sit here and talk about discipline, but at the same time, they needed a game just like that. They needed to come out and play good and they were excited. So I could sit here and harp about discipline or I could sit here and say, great game, make more plays like that, and we'll all shut up. 
And if they keep winning games 41 to 14, we'll all be satisfied with that. Absolutely. But of course, that means that we have to look at the Helton Hot Seat Scale poll once again this week to see what the USC fans are thinking about Coach Clay Helton's hot seat. Again, using four chili peppers as the scale to vote on. Carolina Reaper, the hottest pepper in the world, 2.2 million Scoville heat units, followed by the ghost pepper at just over a million. Habanero checking in at 350,000 and Cayenne 50,000 SHU. This week's Twitter poll was interesting. You had 80% of the vote going toward Carolina Reaper. So definitely some people still not happy with having Clay Helton around as the coach despite the win. And I think that's just kind of a general feeling. And then the other votes went to Habanero. So a big victory by Carolina Reaper on the poll this week. But Again, I think you could say that that's just on a weekly basis. You're going to see fans that just don't want him, basically. Right. They want a big-time guy, and they're not going to rest until they get one. In my opinion, everyone's on the hot seat. They just got to bring it, continue to be aggressive. I want to see the coaches continue to coach four quarters and with no lapses. And we'll see what happens. Again, I don't think either of us feel that anything's happening until there's a new athletic director in place, and nothing's going to happen until the end of the football season. So. That's something that we'll keep a track on again every week, the Helton Hot Seat Scale poll on Twitter. Just follow me and you can find that on Twitter because if you like what we're doing here on the Believe in USC Football podcast, you can find us on your favorite places to find podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Subscribe and rate our show. And on the website, believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Social media for that is at Believe Podcast. For me on Twitter, find and follow me. And that's again where you'll find the Helton Hot Seat Scale every week after a game at Nara Wang Sports, N A R A W E N G Sports. For Frosty, he's on both Twitter and Instagram at The Organic Frost. So now let's turn our sights to this week's game, a short turnaround for a Friday night game in Boulder against the Colorado Buffaloes. The game will be at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, and you can find it on TV on ESPN2. Radio, as always, locally in LA, KABC 798M. The Colorado Buffaloes are 3-4 and four overall, 1-3 in, in the Pac-12. Those three losses all coming in a row. They're on a three-game losing streak after losing at Washington State last week, 41-10. to That followed losses at Oregon by 45-3 to and at home against Arizona, 35-30. to So right now, Coach Mel Tucker's squad is struggling just a little bit, but they do have some guys that could possibly give USC trouble on offense. Quarterback Steven Montez, a veteran, who's faced SC a few times in his career already, and the wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault, who's been banged up a little bit, but definitely has a lot of ability, had a huge run last year for the first touchdown of the game between the Buffaloes and the Trojans at the Coliseum. What do you see out of Colorado's offense? I think the defense steps up. I think even with our injuries we got last week, we shut the offense down and we have a big win. 
All right. And then on the other side of the ball, a couple of key guys for the Buffalo's defense linebackers, Nate Landman, who's eighth in the country in tackles and Nuumotu Follow Jr. If that name is familiar, that's because he is the brother of USC tight end Josh Follow. He leads the nation in fumble recoveries. But overall, again, it's the second straight week that USC is going against a defense that is not very good statistically. In total defense, giving up 482.5 yards a game. That's good for 124th out of 130 teams. Pass defense, next to last in the country to New Mexico. They give up 316 yards passing a game, 129th in the country. Scoring defense, giving up almost 35 points a game average. That's good for 116th in the country. All of those ranks are the worst among Pac-12 teams. So you would think that USC's offense, once again, has a big advantage going into this week. But of course, there are a bunch of injuries on the offensive side of the ball at the running back position. And so we will see, though, if that bad passing defense can allow the freshman quarterback, Keaton Slovis, to find his targets, especially, of course, Michael Pittman, Tyler Vons, and Amon Ra St. Brown, and see if we can get the pass game dialed up for USC this week. What are you expecting to see out of the USC offense? Run the ball. You got a guy that wants the ball. He's got opportunity. I want to see the big old line, pad on pad, and run it right down their throat. Yeah, we'll see if Kristen can handle a big workload this week because it looks like he is going to be the main guy and we'll see if Jonty gets the second set of carries or if it's going to be Dominic Davis who knows how that's going to work out but I would expect Keenan Kristen to get the bulk of the USC carries so let's look at what USC needs to do to get the win with the short week coming off of the multiple injuries and how do you think they're going to feel with the atmosphere of playing on the road on Friday night? Well, it's going to be a lot of electricity there. That, with Halloween coming up, should be some spooky outfits. But I think the, the Trojans handle it. I think we get a good road win, and we use the momentum from last week and keep it going. Yeah, we can only hope that they can build off of that homecoming game. And despite all of the injuries, despite having the short turnaround with those injuries to play on the road, that USC can get it done. They are 13-0 all-time against Colorado, unbeaten in USC football history against the Buffs. And now let's turn to our prediction segment. Always fun to see what Frosty and I are going to dial up to predict for the game, see if we agree, if we don't agree, and what the USC fans may think about that. So let's recap what happened last week in the predictions. In the players that we believed in last week, I chose Marquis Stepp. Frosty went with the defensive line. Marquis Stepp was having a pretty good game, 13 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. But then, of course, he got injured. The D-line, probably I'm going to give it to you, Frosty, as the winner this week. The defense only allowed 142 rushing yards, 3.7 yards a carry. And the D-line itself had four of the seven sacks in the game for 23 yards. So, Frosty, I think you won that prediction last week. The players that we believed in, 
USC went out there and did exactly what I needed them to do. I was there, so I got to witness it firsthand, and it just felt like that old energy, and that's good. In terms of the game score, I had 38-28 USC. Frosty, you went with 35-28 USC. SC was a nine and a half point favorite going in and won easily 41-14. So I had the closest to the correct score there. I had them covering. So I'm going to get the win on the game score segment. I didn't think we we're going to win like that. Let's be real here. No one thought the score was going to be that drastically different. But USC won. We both thought that. And then in the prop bet section, Frosty's cold hard truth and Nara's no doubter. Well. Once again, no winner here because I had my no-doubter pick as USC having 550-plus yards of total offense. They ended up with 448. And Frosty, you said that USC would jump out big in the first quarter, scoring 14 points. You came close. You got 10 out of USC in the first quarter. So again, on that prop bet, we ought to get it on the nose and neither of us did. So on the week, we split. We go one and one in our predictions. So our total so far, I am leading you with two wins against one with one tie. Of course, at the end of the season, we're going to meet up at a USC basketball game for the winner to collect on his winnings there at the Galen Center. But let's turn to this week's predictions, beginning, of course, with the players we believe in. Frosty, who are you going with this week? Going with Slovis. I think anytime we have our starting quarterback being able to play the next week, that's always a huge thing for us. And I'm going to go with him having a big game, throwing for 300 yards. All right. So your player that you believe in this week is the quarterback, Keaton Slovis. For me, the player I believe in this week for USC, I'm going to go on the defensive side with the guy who came up big last week, Kanai Mauga. He's basically filling in for the injured Palaie Naoteote. And of course, now with Talanoa Hufanga also out because of his dislocated shoulder, more of the burden of making plays is going to turn to Mauga. And I think he will get a bunch of tackles, maybe even another takeaway of some sort, whether it's a fumble or an INT. So the player I believe in is Kanai Mauga. And now for the game score part of the prediction, I'm going to go first here. And USC hopefully is going to build off of that win. But and again, maybe I'm just being overly pessimistic here based on how USC has done in road games. And maybe I'm just a bit worried about all of the injuries on a short week turnaround for that Friday night road game. But I think Colorado is going to pull off an upset. No. I think they're going to pull off the upset 30 to 24. No chance. At home. No chance. All right. Let's hear it. What's your game score? I'm going with another big score. I'm going with 40 to 10. Trojans and Boulder. 40 to 10 USC. Okay. Making a statement. I would love to see that happen. Trust me. Same. <laughs> I would love to see that happen. But I'm just, again, maybe I'm just being overly pessimistic. The fact that on the road, SC has always struggled under Helton. And then just with all the injuries that have piled up and a short week, 
Maybe I'm just letting all that affect me. And I think Colorado pulls it out. But again, I hope I'm completely wrong. USC is going in as a 13 and a half point favorite on the road, which is another thing that kind of scares me that whenever they're a big favorite on the road, they tend to, first of all, not cover and a lot of times just fail to win in general. But again, we'll see. I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope you're absolutely right on the game score, Frosty. So now let's go to the very fun prop bet segment with Frosty's Cold Hard Truth and Nara's No Doubter, where again, we just kind of pick something in general that we think will happen for sure in the game. And it has nothing to do necessarily with the game score itself. So Frosty's Cold Hard Truth, what is it going to be this week? There will be a kickoff return for a touchdown. Ooh, that is very, very bold. Yep. A kickoff return for a touchdown. And that, this could be either team. Putting it on special teams. So you're saying either team, though? Yeah, just putting it on special teams to make a big play. I think there's going to be a return in the game. All right. So it could be Colorado. It could be USC. Yep. But there's going to be a kickoff return for a touchdown in the game. All right. Yeah, that's a bold pick by you for Frosty's Cold Hard Truth. For Nara's No Doubter, I'm going to go with, again, part of the reason why I think I'm picking against USC, I think that the Trojans will commit at least eight penalties in this game. I think the road atmosphere is going to get to them a little bit. Jeez. And I think (laughs) USC, again, coming off a game where they committed 10 penalties, I think they're going to commit at least eight penalties in this game against Colorado. And that's partly why I'm going against USC this week. So to recap our predictions for this week, the players that we believe in, I am going to go defense with Kanai Mauga. Frosty is going with the true freshman quarterback, Keaton Slovis. On our game score, Frosty is going 40-10 USC. Big win. I am unfortunately going with Colorado to win 30-24. Again, hoping I'm wrong. If you're mad at me, let me know. I can take it. (laughs) And believe me, I don't want it to happen. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. And Frosty's Cold Hard Truth, a kickoff return for a touchdown will happen in the game. Could be Colorado, could be USC. Either way, someone returns a kickoff for a touchdown. Nara's no doubter. USC commits eight or more penalties in the game. So we shall see what happens there. Hopefully you've enjoyed our show. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and find us wherever you can find your favorite podcasts, which includes iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. The website is Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com on social media at Believe Podcasts. You can find and follow me on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. If you're unhappy with my picking against the Trojans, let me know. And Frosty, he's on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Organic Frost. Any final thoughts for this week, Frosty? Coaching staff being on the hot seat, I think they stay aggressive, give us everything they got, and we get a win. All right. So for Frosty Rucker, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode nine of the USC football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And of course, please remember to always fight on.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.